As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. Everybody's excited for this week with college football absolutely going rocks off from tonight through Labor Day. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, games out the yang. And I've seen all of these, like, rankings of every team in the FBS. The story that ESPN ran the other day with all of their wisdom. Uh, They've picked Georgia to win it all. Of course, Georgia uh, had uh, 13 in the first or second round players selected. 34 selected overall. They lose everyone. And now they're going for a third straight national championship. And they got Carson Beck replacing Stetson Bennett. Of course, he's 6'4", a four-star recruit. They're handing the reins over to Carson Beck. And I don't think they're winning the national championship. And neither do betters. Like, they're acting like they're just going to win every game and blow everybody out, change quarterbacks, lose 34 players, and they're just going to keep whacking everyone. I am not buying it for one minute. As for contenders with playoff experience, Bama, Clemson, Michigan, and Ohio State fall into that tier. The Wolverines and Buckeyes have tons of talent and... Michigan's the one that's been doing better lately for Harbaugh, that's for sure. Better than Day and the Buckeyes. Ohio State hasn't beaten Michigan since November 30th of 2019. Clemson, of course, is stoked that they got Garrett Riley away from TCU to be the OC for the Tigers. As for Bama, the Tide, 11 games in which they either lost outright or won by a TD or less in the last two seasons. They're always favored to go to the playoff. They also have been playing quarterback games. Nobody knows who is going to start for the Tide. They lost two games last year by a combined four points. Saban signed the number one class for recruits in 23. He had 10 guys drafted, and only Georgia and Michigan have more wins than Bama over the last two years. Now they have a tier for contenders with less playoff experience, Florida State, LSU, Oregon, and Washington. They say Florida State is back. We'll find out right away when they take on LSU down in Orlando. Brian Kelly's team is loaded with Jaden Daniels, Harold Perkins Jr., and Mason Smith. 
The Pac-12 used to have teams in the playoff like Oregon in 14 and Washington in 16, but none since then. I think Washington is going to be good because they got a great quarterback in Penix. How about the tier with no playoff experience? That would be Penn State, Tennessee, Texas, USC, and Utah. The last couple years have included three first-timers in the playoff with Michigan, Cincinnati, and TCU. Is that going to continue that type of trend? Penn State is certainly deep. USC can score. Allegedly, Texas can play with anybody. Utah has the second-best record of any Power 5 program in the playoff era that hasn't actually made the playoff. They're 19-6 and six with Cam Rising as the starting quarterback, but he's not ready to go. He's not playing tonight against Florida, coming off knee surgery. Penn State's got a new quarterback for the first time in forever. Drew Alar is his name. We're going to find out what he's made of. He's big, and everybody's saying he's going to be a stud. We know USC is going to be good, but is their defense going to be good? We know Caleb Williams is going to light it up. He won the Heisman last year. He already started with four touchdown passes against San Jose State. But can the Trojans' D stop anybody that matters? Tennessee's quarterback, Joe Milton III, has started just nine games in his career. Of course, you got Notre Dame standing alone as an independent with Sam Hartman lighting it up already against Navy. You would think that that offense of theirs is going to keep trucking all season long. Now there's some teams that everybody thinks are going to be high-scoring. Arkansas, North Carolina, Ole Miss, and TCU. Four of Arkansas's six losses last season came by three points or less. They had K.J. Jefferson rolling. How about North Carolina? They got Drake May, who's a Heisman candidate. He can light it up. He might be the top pick in next year's draft. You never know. Ole Miss has three quarterbacks with, like, all kinds of talent. Daxton Dart, Spencer Sanders, and Walker Howard. TCU's quarterback Chandler Morris. He took snaps in just four games over the last three years. In those games, at least one of them against Baylor, he threw for almost 500 yards and two touchdowns. In the other three combined, he threw for 347 yards and no touchdowns. Now, these teams are allegedly going to be the best defensive teams in the country. Illinois, Iowa, Kentucky. Yeah, sure. Minnesota, the Gophers, North Carolina State, and the Pitt Panthers. Illinois led the nation in fewest points allowed per drive last season. Iowa was second. And Kentucky, Minnesota, and NC State were all top 15 defensive teams last year. Pitt fell inside the top 20 defenses. Pitt's 48 sacks were second most in the nation. Illinois' 24 picks led the nation. Iowa allowed the fewest yards per rush of any Power 5D. Kentucky allowed more than 24 points in a game just once. They held Georgia to just 16 points. 
The problem is their offenses are terrible. Illinois won a game 9-6. That was against Iowa. Iowa won a game 7-3 against an FCS team. Kentucky topped 24 points just once after October 1st. NC State trailed FSU 17-10 when their quarterback got hurt. And they didn't complete a pass for plus yards. They still won the game 19-17. Minnesota won every game that they scored at least 20. But they still lost four games. How about Kansas State? They won the Big 12 last year. They got a star quarterback in Will Howard. He threw 15 TDs and just four picks after taking over for Adrian Martinez last year. So how about this? These are teams that were terrible last year that everybody thinks you can just forget about that because they're going to be good this year. Auburn, Florida, Oklahoma, A&M, and Wisconsin. The combined record of those five against FBS opponents last season, 25-34. and 34. But everybody thinks they're going to be great this year. Wisconsin, because they got Luke Fickle coaching them. Hugh Freeze at Auburn. Going to light it up. We'll see. And Billy Napier. We'll find out what they'll do without Anthony Richardson in short order tonight in Salt Lake City. They got Graham Mertz as their quarterback. I thought Graham Mertz was awful at Wisconsin. Brent Venable is a great defensive coach. Too bad Oklahoma allowed 30 points per game last year. They either fix that or they're going to suck again. And remember, next year they go to the SEC. And Jimbo Fisher's got quarterback Connor Wiegman running things down in College Station. And Bobby Petrino running the offense. Some teams that everybody thinks going to be hot. Louisville, Oregon State, South Carolina, Texas Tech, and Tulane. The Wave last year beat the Big 12 champs, won the American Athletic, and then beat USC in a New Year's Six Bowl game to finish number nine in the country. Oregon State is favored in the Pac-12. They went 10-3 and last season. Everybody thinks that since Texas Tech went 8-5 and five last year that they're only going to be better this year. And people just think that South Carolina is going to be good because they have Spencer Rattler throwing passes. He threw as many touchdowns as picks last year for the Gamecocks. These are teams that are supposed to be fun to watch before basketball starts. Duke, Kansas, Maryland, Syracuse, UCLA, and Wake. All hoop schools. Last year, Syracuse, UCLA, and Kansas all played in a bowl game. That's the first time that's ever happened. At the halfway point of last season, these six schools were 30-6 and and rolling. But the second half, they went 17-25 and overall. So what's going to happen with these teams? No one's certain at all. Baylor. Cincinnati, Miami, Mississippi State, and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State was 6-1 and one with its lone loss, a three-point thriller against TCU in late October. How can you buy into Miami when they went 5-7 and seven last year under Mario Cristobal, the touted coach 
who did absolutely nothing in Coral Gables. They were terrible. Are these teams going to be 500? I doubt it. Arizona, BYU, Missouri, Nebraska under Matt Rule, UCF, new to the Big 12, and Washington State. In the last five years, Nebraska's been 7-25 and 25 in games decided by a touchdown or less. We'll find out what they're made of tonight against the Gophers in Minneapolis. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 